I wouldn't even have to cry, thank God. The guy at the front would simply wave me into the first cab. He wouldn't hesitate. He'd get me into the back seat, get my luggage in the trunk with a gentle thunk, and he'd see me off. Go with God, he might say. Something vague but ultimately inoffensive, and then I'd be off, I'd be headed home, I'd be going in the direction of my husband, of my not-yet-ex-husband, of my new life. Peter would greet me at the curb, pay for my cab, tip extra just because he can. I'd tell him my devastating news, and he'd hold me, and I'd realize, yes, my sister is right. It is everything in the world to be hugged like this, to have someone to hug me like this. And I would begin at that very moment righting my wrongs. I wouldn't be pushy, I would give him his space. But slowly, he'd remember our life together. He'd remember us at twenty-four, not us at thirty-four, and he'd be unable to resist. Yes, I think. This is what I should do. And I'm about to do it, too. I'm about to wheel my luggage in a grand Hollywood style to the front of the line when I feel a hand on my shoulder. I turn toward it, ready to shoo it away. But I don't shoo it away because here is the only hand I have been wanting to feel. Peter, I say. He must not have shaved this morning because his five o'clock shadow is showing, making him look younger, making him look manly and strong. This is my husband. This man is still my husband. Thank God. I go to hug him, but instead he takes the handle of my bag. No, cold, he says. I nod. Right, I say. Of course. It is even better than I could have hoped. This is a sign. This is an olive branch. A tiny, tiny olive branch. A twig, really, but it's a twig I'll take. He turns away from me and walks back into the airport. I follow him, totally confused. What are we doing? She said to put you on a plane. They're headed to Atlanta, I say. I know, he says, and you're going with them. In another world, at another time, he would have hated this. He would have said about Nell's phone call and their travel to Atlanta that this was typical of their behavior, And what he would have meant by typical is that my father was a despicable man who was equally awful to all three of the original siblings. But Elliot and Nell were older than I was. They had a few more good years with him as kids than I did. Which means, if we're being honest, that they got more money from him. They got high school and college. I got high school and help with loan applications. By the time it was my turn, there were other, newer, better children to worry about educating. This is not me feeling sorry for myself. This is me recounting the facts. Maybe if Stan had had a sister or a brother, some crazy aunt or uncle to have taken me under a wing and shown me all the zany things to love about him, maybe then I would have felt differently about the man. But there was no one else. There was him, and there was us, and eventually there was the mounting list of pseudo-mothers and half-siblings. And even though the three of us agreed, as a family— to essentially write him and his horde of additional offspring off the minute I turned 18, Nell and Elliot could still be talked into answering his phone calls. They could still be talked into feeling guilty about the state of their relationships. Apparently, a college education meant a modicum of filial responsibility, especially the older he got. But with me, it was different. I felt nothing for him. I felt no guilt, because I was a Bill Cunningham devotee, If you don't take money, they can't tell you what to do, kid.
I remembered none of those alleged good years, and so I had nothing to pine for. And so now, of course, with our father finally dead, I am the only one going about her life as usual. I am the only one responding to this suicide, a final act of manipulation, in the proper way. Nell and Elliot are the ones being maudlin, dramatic. Peter, on any other day, would understand all this. You get married exactly for this sort of unspoken understanding— He's been around long enough to know the dynamics of my family, and ordinarily he recognizes all this without me having to explain a single thing. He wheels my bag to the end of the Delta ticket line and just stands there, looking forward. I'm not going, I say. I have a life. I have things here that are more important. He says nothing. It's so good to be home. I stretch out my hand and touch him.